The following content is for mature audiences and may contain graphic depictions. Listener discretion is advised. This is a series of posts on the Net Nostalgia Forum under local television. Skyshale033 posted the subject, Candle Cove, local kids show. Does anyone remember this kids show? It was called Candle Cove, and I must have been six or seven. I never found reference to it anywhere, so I think it was on a local station around 1971 or 1972. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station, but I do remember it was on at a weird time, like 4 p.m. Mike Painter, 65, replies, It seems really familiar to me. I grew up outside of Ashland when I was nine years old, in 72. Candle Cove, was it about pirates? I remember a pirate marionette at the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl. Skyshell replies, Yes, oh... Okay, so I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looked like he was built from parts of other dolls. It was like real low budget. His head was an old porcelain baby doll. It looked like an antique that didn't belong in the body. I don't remember what station this was. I don't think it was WTSF, though. Jaron underscore 2005 replied, Sorry to resurrect this old thread, but I know exactly what show you mean, Skyshale. I think Candle Cove ran for only a couple months in 71, not 72. I was 12, and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was Channel 58, whatever station that was. My mom would let me switch to it after the news. Let me see what I can remember. It took place in Candle Cove, and it was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called the Laughingstock, and Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easily. There was calliope music, constantly playing. Don't remember the girl's name, Janice or Jade or something. I, th- I, th- I think it was Janice. Skyshale replies, Thank you, Jaren. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the laughing stock and Channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with a lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea, and it had that awful Edwin voice and laugh. I especially remember how jarring it was when they switched from the wooden plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head that talked. Mike Painter replies, Yeah, I remember it too now. Do you remember the part, Skyshale, that goes, You have to go inside. Skyshale replies, Oh, Mike, I got a chill reading that. Yes, I remember That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place he had to go in, like a cave or a dark room where the treasure was. And the camera would push in on Laughingstock's face with each pause. You have to go inside. With his two eyes askew and that flopping foam jaw and the fishing line that opened and closed it, ugh, it just looks so cheap and awful. 
do you, you guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Kevin underscore Hart replies, I honestly, honestly thought the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when this show was on. Pure nightmare fuel. Jaren2005 says, That wasn't the villain, the, the puppet with the mustache. That was the villain's sidekick, Horace Horrible. He had a monocle too, but it was on top of the mustache. I, th- I used to think that he had only one eye. But yeah, the villain was another marionette. The skin taker. I can't believe they let us watch this back then. Kevin underscore Hart says, Jesus H. Christ, the skin taker. What kind of kids show were we watching? I, I seriously could not look at the screen when the skin taker showed up. He just descended out of nowhere on his strings, just like a dirty skeleton wearing a, that brown top hat and cape. And his glass eyes were too big for his skull. Christ almighty. Skyshale replies, wasn't his top hat and cloak all sewn up crazily? Was that supposed to be children's skin? Mike Painter replies, yeah, I think so. Remember, his mouth didn't open or close. His jaw just slid back and forth. I remember the little girl said, why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look at the girl, but at the camera, and said, Sky Shale says, I'm so relieved that other people remember this terrible show. I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had, where the opening jingle ended, the show faded in from black, and the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each of their faces, and they were just screaming, and the puppets and marionettes were flailing spastically, and just all screaming, screaming, the girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times from that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. Kevin underscore heart says, I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I, I remember that was an episode. Skyshell. No, 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 no. That's not possible. There was no plot or anything. I mean, literally just standing in place and crying, screaming for the whole show. Kevin underscore heart. Maybe I'm manufacturing the memory because you said that, but I swear to God, I remember seeing what you described. They just screamed. Jaron 2005 replies, Oh God, yes, the little girl, Janice. I, I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his jaw careening so wildly. I I thought it would come off of its wire hinges. I turned it off and it was the last time I watched it. I ran to tell my brother and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on. Final entry. Mike Painter. I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s, when I was eight or nine, and if she remembered a kid's show, Candle Cove. She said she was surprised I could remember that, and I asked why. She said, because I used to think it was so strange that you said, I'm gonna go watch Candle Cove now, Mom, 
And then you would just tune the TV to static and just watch dead air for 30 minutes. You had such a big imagination with your little pirate show. Does anyone remember an old PC game from the early 1990s called Mr. Mix? It's mainly a typing game, similar to Mario Teaches Typing, where you have to type words into a box to make a chef, the titular Mr. Mix, put ingredients into a bowl. Unlike most typing games, however, this game is notorious for having an insane difficulty curve. The game has a words per minute requirement for each level being as low as 10 on level 1 and as high as 85 on the third. By level 5, the requirement reaches over 500, effectively making it impossible to proceed any further. One of the main things that people have noticed about this game immediately was the background music. The music on the first level was an unsettling pattern of growls that got progressively louder as the level went on often causing damage to early computer speakers that were not designed to handle extremely high volumes of sound. The second level had no music at all, and the third had what sounded like an extremely low-quality recording of a hairdryer playing in the background. The remaining two levels had an extremely loud, high-pitched ringing throughout the entire level that caused severe eardrum damage to those who managed to get that far. Another rather disturbing aspect of the game was the design of Mr. Mix himself. He was a large, round-faced, overweight man with large, beady eyes and red spots on his cheeks. Most children who played the game reported having vivid nightmares of Mr. Mix, speaking to them in a quiet, raspy voice and threatening them to keep quiet about something. However, none of them could ever remember exactly what it was. One psychologist who saw many of these children reported being disturbed by the sheer amount of terror on the faces of the children as they recounted the details of their nightmare. Many of the children broke down in tears in the process, begging for their parents to save them. However, no direct relationship to the game itself could be determined by these few cases, as not all children suffered the same adverse effects. For obvious reasons, this game didn't sell very well. It remained in relative obscurity until a few years ago when PC hackers got a hold of a ROM of the game and started digging through it. Using memory hacking software, they managed to crack the game's code and bypass the impossible fifth level. What they found, however, was extremely disturbing and caused many of them to quit the expedition altogether. According to the reports these hackers left behind, the game behaves very strangely if the fifth level is bypassed. The game crashes violently and closes, writing a bunch of files onto the user's System32 directory to the point that the RAM was almost completely filled. These files are reportedly pictures of people with horribly deformed faces, appearing to scream in pain and agony 
with their eyes appearing to be bleeding from their tear ducts and their outer layer of skin torn clean off in multiple places. If the user attempts to delete these files, the computer will violently crash and blue screen, causing permanent irreparable damage to the user's hard drive. The hackers found that this was caused by a lone byte in the game's ROM that triggered when the fifth level was completed. After removing this byte, they were able to proceed to the sixth and final level. Unfortunately, all of the original hackers declined to discuss what they saw in the final level. All of them became extremely paranoid and reclusive, refusing to talk about anything related to the game and showing astonishingly extreme symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Most of them ceased to be able to form coherent sentences within a week, and within a month, all of them went missing. All remaining copies of the game were destroyed. To this day, no one knows what was in that game that caused them so much psychological damage. Maybe it's better that way. Two years after this incident, though, a man was arrested trying to kidnap an eight-year-old from a grocery store. Through DNA and fingerprint analysis, the man was identified as one of the original hackers who viewed the final level of the game. He was wearing a white chef's hat and had a look of unspeakable malice and insanity on his face. When interrogated, the man would only say one thing. I'm Mr. Mix.